You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Where the hoes at? What's up? This is Doc Coyle. This is the X-Man. I'm your host. I guess it's, you know, it's that time of the year. I like how the, the switch, it just happens, right? Thanksgiving. Next thing you know, it's like midnight on Thanksgiving and boom, there's just Christmas music and eggnog lattes hitting you upside the head. Uh, I'm not in the spirit yet. I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm not there. I don't know. Am I supposed to be? It's not even December yet. I feel like it'll be December when, uh, oh yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll be December. So for you, it's December. Welcome. <laughs> it's still, you know, I don't know, 66 degrees, 67 degrees outside. So it doesn't never feels very Christmassy in sunny California, but I hope all of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I ate quite, quite a bit. I'm still eating leftovers. My aunt gave me, I don't know, five pounds of food. It's like, I'd like stuffing. I mean, I'm, it's just, a lot of people do the no carb diet. I think I'm doing the all carb diet. That's that, that's what I've been doing. And it's, uh, I don't know. I feel okay though. I feel fine. You know, I, I, I haven't really even, even been working out. Been Been too busy. What's going on guys? I'm very busy right now. It's weird. When you're trying to get on top of your shit during the holiday time, because you know you have a limited amount of time, you're like, okay, by December, such and such, no one's working, no one's doing business, but I got, I have a lot to do. Okay, Bad Wolves has a tour next year, starting January fifteenth, and everyone's literally off been doing other things, and <laughs> we haven't got a chance to rehearse as a band, so I'm, I'm knee deep and like transcribing songs and working on tunes. But then I, I don't know about, about y'all, like I'm the guy who procrastinates when he gets mail. So I have like a pile of stuff. I'm sure it's, and yeah, I miss deadlines. And just because the pile builds up and you're like, I'm going to take like an afternoon or a morning and I'll just deal with that. But then you just, it kind of sits there and oh, this, is, this is a lot going on. I'm way behind. Maybe I'm just too busy. I don't know. Or I just don't know how to, do I don't know like you have a day like oh I'm gonna get this done then you get like 20% of it done and you feel like a failure I don't know that's where I'm at now but I am very motivated which is good uh I feel I don't know like equal parts by the way uh I hope you guys liked last week's episode been getting a lot of positive feedback about that giving you all some insight 
into what those who know think about the current state of metrics and all that. But, but yeah, I mean, in many ways, I I'm trying to divorce myself from some of that, but you have to kind of use that stuff to know where you're at. Right. Uh, so anyway, so, so with that, I see like really encouraging data and some data that's not so encouraging and that's okay. But what what's kind of done for me is be able to hone in on, on kind of a path and understanding like the opportunity that I have, my band has right now, but with that also these great challenges. And sometimes I have to remind myself, I have to kind of go, you know what? We're not even fucking supposed to be here. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, I remember like listening to the metal sucks podcasts and for months on that podcast, they're like, those guys, they should just change the name and move on. And, and I don't know, a lot, a lot of people kind of had that uh, notion that we kind of couldn't survive the, the member change. And so if a lot of people think that, right, I'm like, yeah, man, this is like an uphill battle. Like we're even where we're at, maybe we're, we shouldn't even be here. So it's kind of defying the odds or being somewhat of an underdog in my eyes is always the more interesting place to be. Um, and then you got to look at yourself and go, well, what are you afraid of? Right. You're afraid of failing. Like, what does that, what does that mean? What is fail? I mean, I guess you have to have expectations, right? Like, what are the expectations? Is the band supposed to be this? Is are we supposed to sell this many records? Are we supposed to sell this many tickets? Are we supposed to, it's all, and it's all gets wrapped up into this validation process. And ironically, before Bad Wolves took off, it was, I had finally gotten to a place in, in my life where I didn't care what my stuff did. You know, I didn't, I didn't need any external validation. And it's weird way through this process when you have people constantly telling you that you're going to fail or that you should fail, that you suck. And it's, it's like, and it's to this day, I mean, I'm people post stuff on different forums, not forums, but you know, different formats. And it's like, and it, it always stings, you know, and I have to prepare myself that if that's just something I'm going to have to deal with, right? Like, how do you just, when does it not sting? I guess when, I think it stings because even you're not sure. You're like, well, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe I can't do this. I don't know. But I think when you kind of get around it and you go, all right, let's put the fucking blinders on and let's go to work. Right. And then you go, all right. And you just, you'll just put everything you can and make and do fucking great things. And, but it's not going to happen in a day or a week or a month or maybe even a year. You know, you, you got to put in that consistent work and create uh, quality things around that for a long period of time for it to really pay off. And yeah. And I think, I think we just want it to, to be that and, and being in the environment where we're at home and you're just so introspective and you're so in your bubble and it's like, what is the real world? What is, and then those comments that becomes the real world to you, right? Cause you have no other metric, right? I'm not on tour right now. I don't, 
I'm not feeling the vibe of the people or whatever, you know, so I'm very motivated right now and looking down kind of a challenge and going, all right, let's fucking do this fucking thing. Let's not be afraid to fail, whatever that means, you know? Um, and I think the failure is really, or the, the prospect of failure is only wrapped up in the idea of comparison. Well, this band is doing this and this person over here is doing that. And I'm trying to like figure out how I can kind of hijack my programming to go get off that, get out of the whole, it should be this or it should be that and go, okay, well, what works for you? What, what makes you happy? You know, and, I, and I'm still not there yet, but I'm going to, I'm going to work on it. So that's what I've been thinking about. Uh, a couple of the things I have some Dunlop dot coil guitar picks that I'm, I'm doing like a cyber Monday week, uh, discount 50% off at dotcoil.net. Only about 20 sets left. I, I put it up yesterday about half of them went out the door that night. Um, so when they're gone, they're gone. They're only 10 bucks plus shipping. And then also check out a video I did with two minutes to late night. I don't know if you guys watched that. Um, my, my, my buddy Jordan Olds, or I guess his, uh, what's his pseudonym? Uh, Guarcinio Hall. <laughs> uh, but we, we did a cover of Blackened by Metallica where the fast parts are slow and the slow parts are fast. And we had Troy from Mastodon and Nate Garrett from Spirit of Drift as well, and the drummer Dan from Carcass. So a lot of heavy hitters on this one. It was a real honor to be on that. And it's getting a lot of good buzz. And the, the video is real fun. And everyone's really having a lot of fun with it. But I think it came out really cool. So check that out as well. Um, all right. With all that said, we do have a sponsor this week. And it's a gentleman who, I guess, sponsored the show with a different band, Seeking Sirens. And now he is, he put together a project under his own name, Joseph Isaiah. And he, he did this really cool project where he got a bunch of kind of established metal guitar players, songwriters, and he did vocals on the whole thing, but then he had all these different guys play on it and stuff. So I'll give you the list after this, but this is the song that I wrote and for him. I played all the guitars and yeah, I'll give you all the, I'll give you all the details after it. But anyway, this one is called So Resolved by Joseph, Isaiah, and myself. What more will I get to? I suffered everything. What makes a certain day your dreams? What will
Resolved, the brand new track from Joseph Isaiah with myself guesting, and that's from the album Harder Truths. Truths, that's that's a fun one to say. And yeah, so he is the vocalist as well of uh, the band Seeking Sirens, who's already on the show. Another band called From Under Concrete Kings. Another band, Sour Time. So he's out there doing stuff. Actually, he has a he's a photographer as well, and he has a company called do work so he's doing work <laughs> but anyway so let me let me tell you about this album so he has some really great musicians in the metal field besides myself also doing tracks on the album is justin longshore of through the eyes of the dead what's up justin we toured back in the day uh tim mac miller of protest the hero now listen to that song it's very protest the hero ish uh chris norris formerly of Darkest Hour, friend of the program, uh, jammed with God forbid for a minute. Uh, Chris Daniel, formerly of 
the Acacia Strain. Josh Gilbert, also a friend of the show, a co-producer and co-writer on the new Battles album, and uh, plays in Asley Dying, Woven War, Total Badass, um, a song for Josh Pravit of Under Concrete Kings, uh, Buzz McGrath, also X-Man guest from Unearth, has did a song, and uh, yeah, so that's the record. And I guess, I guess, how do we, how do we want to find Joseph? So I would say, by the way, his name is spelled Joseph and it's I-Z-A-Y-E-A. All right. If you're looking for him on Spotify or anything like that, but he has a link, a link tree and it's just at Joey dangerously. And it has his YouTube channel, Spotify. You can listen to the whole record, uh, SoundCloud links to all kinds of stuff. And, uh, yeah, and his, his Instagram is Joey underscore Dangerously. Reach out to him. Say you enjoyed the song. I hope you enjoyed the song. It was a lot of fun to do that. A lot of work, though, you know, trying to make him happy. You know, he's like, hey, I need a song. I'm like, all right, hope, hopefully I can I can get her done. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun doing that. Uh, but anyway, thank you for sponsoring the show. If you'd like to sponsor the show, shoot me an email at thexmanpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, it's EX. I am pretty backed up right now, so... Might not be able to get on for a while, but that's all right. We'll get you. It's going to be a wonderful Christmas season with many X-Men to come. Alrighty. With all that out of the way, let's talk about our guest. Someone I've been trying to get on the show for quite some time. And he's amazing. Adam Warren from Oceano, who I think is one of the more kind of legendary singers in, in that scene. The guy has a voice from either heaven or hell, depending on your perspective on what, what what you like but uh you know i've been following this guy for a really long time i mean oceano is one of the heaviest bands on earth and his voice is just unbelievable and he's been really stepping out doing different things different spaces which with twitch and youtube and gamer stuff and he's just a really really cool guy so i'm going to dispense with the intro introductions and please check out this wonderful conversation with the incredible adam warren As I look good for, for you, listen, you look fantastic. <laughs> right? You're a professional streaming individual, okay? As are you? <laughs> Not me. I, I haven't streamed much. I haven't streamed. I've streamed. You don't count this? No, because it's not live. Oh, never. Yeah, well, it's another people aren't aren't listening to it now. I mean, I've uh, had some uh, calls and emails with Twitch to start doing Ooh. stuff but uh my schedule got crazy and i'm like going on tour in like six uh two months but i'm like i'm like is it worth it to start a whole channel and then have to leave and i don't know if i can keep it consistent i don't know i gotta figure it out and maybe maybe gotta bring it on the road like hefe yeah but then you need like the problem is it's not download speed it's fucking upload speeds bro upload speeds so i didn't know about this till you know, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got some if, you, if you're if I have I have a solution for that. It's what he has been doing. Uh, if you're ever curious, I'm, it's I like a mobile know. unit. Yeah, the whole he's got a whole fucking backpack and shit with like bam, 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 bam. You know, he's got a but it's it works. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing like in the future, but I would love to see you guys do that. I'd be tight. Yeah, I, I've just been, you know, I've been wrapped up with so many fucking things like. 
that's it's a little it's a little scatterbrained so i'm like all right let me try and try and figure it out but i just might just <laughs> sometimes i think sometimes you like you know you get so wrapped up in doing something correctly or the right way or perfectly that you just kind of push it off and sometimes you yeah. just gotta go just start doing it and have it be janky and just figure it out yeah that's kind of what just i kind of it's what they say on twitch is like scuffed you know you just just going in scuffed just do it scuffed is better <laughs> better than taking you know months just to you know, <laughs> i gotta wait for the flyer and the fucking you know all this shit and that yeah i hear that well well sir well, welcome to the x-man podcast thanks for having me i'm stoked sorry i couldn't make it the last the last time you had some openings no no but that was that was my bad being on some last minute fuck shit (laughs) (laughs) and that was my bad for not being like spontaneous let's go but it still works out (laughs) no no you're, you're someone i've um i've had in mind for for quite some time i mean one because i i I will be talking to all the black people in metal (laughs) okay wherever you are you can't hide from me all right, they're talking to you, Howard Jones. All right, you can't hide too long. Please. <laughs> I'll be, I'm waiting for that one. No, well, no, it's actually like there's like the funny part of it, but there also is kind of like, you know, it's our little club. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's like a, a club of misfits sometimes out or outcasts, I guess. <laughs> well, the thing is, sometimes you don't even need to know someone, but then you'll see them right at a show and it's like you just give them the nod. Or, What's up, man? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I, it's for me. It's just like, like you black. We get each other. Let's start talking shit, and cracking jokes. It's just it's an automatic switch. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's this this weird thing because it, especially like when God forbid started and was out there, it was such a topic, right? It was kind mm-hmm. of, you know, I mean, it was part of our bio i mean literally like our bot like the the band's bio and it was so you know i want to say strange is the word but it just it just stood out and it was something that was like whoa this is a thing where now i don't you know i had tosin on the show we talked about this where i just feel like it's not really a thing anymore i just think there's a lot more people of color i think this the scene has gotten more diverse just in general you know mm-hmm. like like we're, same thing with like a female singer of a band right that was kind of a big deal 15 years yeah. ago now that just seems like pretty common oh yeah yeah i i i, I definitely with the with, with the, the the women vocalists and stuff totally like i remember you know it's like those shows just like even the local being you know, a local acts like there's a girl and be like they're not that good but that's cool too you know and like an hour just getting to like it's just all kind of mixed in you know it's like all right they're either sick or they're not you know i, I just i'm glad that it kind of got to that finally no there's there's certainly no no qualifiers um i think i think good is just good right yeah if you you can be whatever uh tokenized to whatever degree and have a thing or oh this person's hot but if you don't bring it right if you don't have the skill set you know i don't think you're gonna go far in any in any realm let alone let alone music or 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 metal yeah i i definitely would agree well speaking of speaking of good uh <laughs> that's how you you got on on my radar i, I remember uh first time hearing about oceano was i want to say it was a, was it a thrash and burn tour yeah i think that was one of my first bigger ones and uh you're going out with devil driver i want to say emir was on that tour yeah yeah that was, was stacked despise and, icon and shit well but you guys had maybe just put 
you know, a video out or, you know, someone with, the, with that first record on, on earache and all people could talk about was like your voice. They're like this fucking band with this dude. He's, he has the crazy, like you, you had this voice that was like people in the, in the scene were just talking about like, yo, this shit is crazy because I feel like that was the, I want to say the early years of deathcore, but it was like kind of that first wave of, of deathcore bands breaking out. And then mm-hmm. it was just a new sound for what was going on in, in, in heavy music. It was like people pushing things to these extremes that for, I guess at that point, uh, guys from the, the previous generation, we're just like, God damn, this shit is, uh, this shit is something different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Hey, I, I have no idea what people still, you know, think after all these years, like, you know, on the full scale, but I, I definitely hear that a lot like that something I don't dude I don't fucking know you know I was rocking you know your guys shit fucking you know Howard shit and just that it just came you know just just being my black ass self you know and it just came out like that so to hear that I was like cool because you know everyone that I liked and looked up to and still do you know they kind of had recognizable sounds where it's like that's homie on that that's homie on that and I didn't try to do that but I'm glad people feel that How did you start doing extreme vocals? You just singing along to records or. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> so when I was in college, um, I was just starting to really get into the heavy music and, and like, I was just in a band. And so it kind of came from, from that was just like, I did that shit sounded like garbage, but like, I was still, you know, in my dorm, like practicing to all the, the, the music that I liked, which was all the OG metalcore stuff and just, just, just practicing in my mom's living room practicing you know at school and just that was really it It was just fun though you know like it started just like i just you know it's like metal karaoke that was just a fun thing to do instead of you know singing along to the typical stuff i was like this is way cool it's like it's like aggressive it's like a sport you know like almost like i can get into that and that's just where it started but i'm always confused because like i can't really scream right (laughs) i can't like i can yell kind of gritty and like almost like Rob Flynn style from Machine mm-hmm. Head or even I can almost do a pretty bad Max Cavalera impression uh, <laughs> like Jamie Joss or something. But there's yeah. a different what uh, what Melissa Cross will call a fry scream mm-hmm. scream, which is like it's just a, it's just a different way of it. she kind of the way she describes it uh, is that you have to start doing the voice of Marge Simpson like yeah. <laughs> it's like this anyway, you know. That. It's a little weird, a little technical, but like, for example, Byron from God forbid, like he could just scream, right? He could just do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I, and for people who can't like me, you're, it's almost like, it's just a mystery. You're like, how do you, how did you figure out? Because not only doing it, but also doing it properly without hurting your voice or not losing your voice through the course of a show or in, or in the studio. Mm-hmm. And was, so that's something you kind of, naturally understood the, the mechanics so that you wouldn't do it in a way it would hurt your voice dang i never i've never heard like uh, uh what i consider a true musician's kind of take on that like that it's just hard to fathom because i'm like why are these motherfuckers so impressed with this shit you know like anyone could do it you know <laughs> but yeah it's like i guess i i mean like to, to like kind of jump back to like originally what i was doing was i was just playing with action figures a lot so i was actually like at a young age, I just wanted, you know, like watching cartoons and all that shit. Like I wanted to create my own shows and shit. So I was just trying to make the voices of characters. And that mm-hmm. just started the contortion, kind of just visualizing how you have to like 
had to make my voice because these were consistent characters in my day-to-day activities that I'd make. So I'd, I'd try and remember their voices and shit and like re- re- redo it every day. So I think that's probably where it came from was just that kind of just visualizing this sounds like this when I do feel like this, you know, and just matching that all together, which is, I think, very weird to say out loud. No, but if you, if you think about it, if you're watching like He-Man or something like that or Transformers, they have these crazy voices, right? Like almost mm-hmm. like monster voices or... And, it, and uh, that's actually su- super fascinating. Are you good at like doing impressions? Like, could you do an impression of another singer kind of or screamer? Uh, I'd like to think I could like at least the ones that I've like that I've, you know, grown up listening to the most, you know, like I'd say like at the time, you know, I was practicing a lot and stuff getting into it. Like I was practicing like Lamb of God, God forbid, uh, Kill Switch, uh, Unearth as late dying you know so those like probably like right around there like lots of those metalcore staples bleeding through you know stuff like that i can probably like in my head be like all right how do i sound like you know brandon or mm. howard and I, I think i can get close for certain ones like i think i can definitely hit howard howard's singing voice not as good but i can get that tone so you know it's it's definitely a lot of like hearing it and then almost mimicking it sometimes totally even for my own stuff when somebody's like oh, i gotta hit that tone all right let me hear it back you know and then do it again i think that's fascinating so my girlfriend is a really great singer and but she can also like hear like let's say we're watching something where it's like a voiceover or um even animated where you don't you don't know who the person is but she can like hear she'll know exactly which actor it is but then she could also replicate people really well replicate singers do accents so i think there's some there's definitely some uh, correlation between kind of vocal talent and being able to kind of have a certain ear for it, but also then being able to replicate it. And then same thing, I would say this with like comedians who do good impressions Mm. like Eddie Murphy or uh, Jay Farrow. Like they're also, they can sing or they can rap. It's fucking, I don't know. I'm getting down, down a rabbit. Those guys, those guys are, I feel like the comedians that just like snap and just, it's, that's just crazy how uncanny they sound. Yeah, but I, I there's there's some correlation there. I'm I'm gonna figure out. I'm sure some scientist somewhere has probably done some some research that could probably that probably. could probably help out. But one of the interesting things to me is that you you kind of grew up on all this metalcore stuff, but the band you ended up starting was <laughs> really, I think in in one way is more one of the more kind of pure deathcore bands, right? Like like <laughs> like like of, of what people when they think of that genre yeah. and that yeah. era. Uh, I think Oceano is like one of the more bands that go, oh, what does Deathcore of that era sound like put on that band? And it kind of encapsulates very well, I think, what was going on around that time. Uh, what for you, especially because you came, came up in Illinois, correct? Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it was, and you can speak to this, if it was like a local scene thing or just what was going on. What was it about what you were doing where... And it may be collectively that just in general, where a lot of bands were doing that, where everyone wanted to kind of push the heaviness and the speed and all that stuff uh, forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I started off in a metalcore band, like, and so it was just, I think just, you know, it was really cool, I guess, just to see that organic shift from metalcore to deathcore and then metalcore kind of coexisted with it. And so I guess for me there wasn't any band like oceano really 
doing anything as far as like the active bands in like the Illinois Chicago metal scene. You know, we're all young too, but you know, there as as far as I remember, there wasn't that was like one of the first deathcore bands locally that I caught into that was doing it like let's fuck some shit up. And I think that's just what caught me because at the time coming out of metalcore, I was like, I want to go heavier too. And it just was that this that natural. I heard it and I was like, all right, all right. And it just just got asked to join. But there were there were a few, but they were doing it more like acacia strain, and we were kind of doing that acacia strain with the death metal. And so like there were a few like the, but we kind of absorbed them all. Actually, all the like heavy bands, we kind of just sucked them all into it and just had members be absorbed into us so like you know there was uh one of our old guitarists at the time his band uh from the grave was like they were playing like i don't even know dude it was like drop f or some shit and like just <laughs> smashing everybody and that was another band i was like fuck i want to join them too so <laughs> there were there was a few coming up you know but like we were like like i said we were just one of the first and i happened to just get absorbed into it being a dude just wanted to go heavy as well how did the record deal with Eric come about uh we were working on we were doing we were already gonna release an ep and it would just just release it you know myspace was good enough you know and we're just gonna do that route and it kind of got slowed down and so just right along the time when we finally had got it all paid off and stuff and we're gonna figure out how to start dropping it and stuff they just kind of popped up and it just kind of was like, you know, we don't have anything else on the table. This is the time to just go for it. You know, you make mistakes sometimes too, but it's just, I, in the end, like, I, I don't know if, you know, I don't, it was, we were just such a young band and the, the, the genre was so young. It was kind of like, we just, just, just let's go. We're already pretty a self-efficient band anyway. So let's just bring a label in to take it to another level. Well, that was such a weird time to sign any record deal because I was right I think right when Spotify came out mm. um, and it was also like right when kind of CD sales were really starting to tank. Yeah. So it was this weird thing where there wasn't a lot of streaming now where there was a, a, a decent amount of income where you can kind of use that to fill the gap, but people were kind of losing all the, all this other income. So it was just like, there was this weird shit going on. I know like, like Century Media was the, like, and not even Century Media, but a lot of labels were doing 360 deals, right? Because mm -hmm. they were like, well, we can't make enough money just from selling records. We need to get into the band's merch and shows and all, and, and, and all this stuff. Um, I mean, I, I guess I would ask like, was that something you experienced? Um, or it, it, I guess with the caveat of going, it seemed like you guys kind of hit the ground running. Like you made a lot of noise on, on depths. That was kind of like a lot of people talking about the band so maybe it was moving some units yeah it's i mean we definitely got locked into a, a 360 but yeah you know there wasn't much else you could take <laughs> like you said at that time and you know so i it just we just did it i mean we didn't know what the hell we were doing but we at least knew we were doing something right you know because we had you know a label knock on our door you know we were already getting tour offers without the label and stuff. So it just was just a matter of, we just kind of took the risk, you know, <laughs> took the risk. And like you said, just, just kept, kept moving, kept moving. Cause you know, we, at the time we'd even had like start starting to record that album. We had a, a member dip and kind of bit like 
just ghost us. <laughs> so like, and we had another dude join the literally the day we left to record it, you know? So it's like, we kind of just had to, I felt just keep that momentum going and then take those risks and just, you know, take everything on the chin or else who knew where that genre was going to go at that time. Sure. And, you know, it was like, you know, yeah, we want to be up there with JFAC and, you know, get, get some exposure, you know, like suicide and just be amongst that crowd before it's too late. And because we never knew when it was going to end. Yeah. I mean, how did you experience just being on the road and getting out there and, and kind of exposing the band? Did you enjoy the process? Did you, did you become a rock star, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't, I don't, I don't, I never like, I don't, not no rock star like vibes. No, not really. Like I kind of like, as far as that, you know, like I've, I've been like always like pushed to like, try and excel at things so like i was already you know people like trying to like kiss my ass for like wrestling and football and like another shit too so i was just like i just just let me let me just do what i'm doing and just like it you know i don't want too much praise so like you know i just came into it just like really i think humble and and then the fact that like you know still you know i feel very blessed and fortunate just like you know one of my first shows you know it's with some of like the biggest bands in the genre you know like one of my first my first tours were with like bands that i've idolized and look up to and you know it just really i think i just really just was just grateful for that to be like kind of like you know new blood and then having you know like a band like devil driver you know and their stage manners all those peeps just kind of like you know kind of just instilling all the values in me while i'm fresh and, you know, especially looking now, you know, it's, it's kind of not that way. So I was just very humbled just to be there and like, you know, just be influenced by all these people I've been listening to for forever. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the headbanging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! How was the process of just learning to survive and, like, have... Because there's the performance aspect, right? Like you said, just going out, doing your thing, being professional, but then all of a sudden you know, you got to pay bills and you got to figure out, okay, 
how much money is the band bringing in? And that can be, uh, you know, difficult for certain people if, if they're not reaching a certain level there. So, so is that a certain a thing you were dealing with in terms of uh, just the ambition of like wanting to be bigger and do well and make money and kind of have the band grow in, in that respect? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably just some downfall, but I mean, honestly, from the jump, I did, I never thought about the money side. Like it was definitely a thing, but you know, cause I guess just starting off, you know, like I still remember, you know, those like $5 pizza, you know, like buyouts and shit, you know? So it's like, we were, we were like, we were hungry, literally, you know, from the <laughs> recording of the first album to like, even, you know, into the first couple bigger tours. So I think, you know, leading up to all that it just was that's just that's just all i knew was that grind and from that i i i learned early the value of the side hustle <laughs> and that that's what kept me you know kind of afloat was both that that hard lesson and also you know my mom just be like you know like being just on my ass like worrying like what are you doing <laughs> you know, like, you're coming home with zero dollars and stuff and just like really just having it's like okay well to get my mom off my butt you know to to chill I got to get something at home, you know, to just so like she doesn't feel like I'm just some bum on her couch while I'm, you know, in between tours and stuff. So it's it helped me kind of just realize I got to just, you know, be very liquid uh, as far as like, you know, an actual liquid and just be able to adapt for those early years of touring until things started to become a little bit more about the money, you know, and like you sure. know, how much merch we're going to, you know potentially make and all that stuff before all that I just kind of adapted to expecting zero. <laughs> Was, uh, I mean, was, how long was it before the band actually was able to make some money and kind of get by and not be struggling? Hmm. I think one of the, damn, I know there was, there were some nice days because I, I kind of was been the band dad. I know there's, there's those nice days where I just feel good that I can hand motherfuckers, you know, like a stack that they're going to be happy about. Um, I think, I think probably after after we kind of took a hiatus that was going to be like a buy forever but i think like after that it's like once we kind of got in the swing so you know, we had like one kind of like eh album and then right around that 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 like ending of the earache days mm -hmm. that's when I, for me you know we were still making you know cash and stuff it just to me i think the the best days of it where you know we could be like all right we're just gonna you know get a hotel you know <laughs> it's in like the, whether you know if we want to or not sometimes we'll just get it you know like to have that i think it really started at that transition point of like uh coming off an earache and just really like and and getting out of the 360 and you know and like and so right about there and when we're getting ready to release like a, a sentence and then uh then move on to sumerian and stuff so it's honestly <sighs> even even you know now like covid really fucked the the flow up but you know the, every tour even up till then you know it's just like it's been it's been way better mm. i think it's also because we we've kind of you know established a, a core group of like fans or a community that's just like you know i fuck with this and that's helped us continue to grow with the scene yeah um listening to the records you guys are probably one of the more consistent bands in terms of sound. Like there's not a lot of variants where it's like, Oh, here's, here's a, they, they went country on this album. <laughs> they went, they went emo on this record. This here's the new metal record. Like there's really none of that with, with Oceano. It's pretty much like, here's the fucking beef. 
and and there's there'll be some variance i think in uh or like uh maybe in the i think the songwriting is gets better and and the and the playing gets tighter and the production kind of has especially like listen to the last last two records i think things are really kind of solidified um is that something you're kind of orchestrating or is it just naturally like this is what the band is and everyone kind of gets that i i think it's had it's needed to be just a little of that i can't take too much credit because as we've shifted into like i consider it the last two albums has been like the longest we've had the members we've had Mm. ever so like i see there's like the core lineup as it sits and i think a lot of the time i've at least tried to make sure that people coming in that have come in they already appreciate the band so that they kind of see you know and have their own expectations out of it and that kind of keeps me in check when i want to do the weird shit <laughs> that's like a little bit too far off so i think it's just a good a good flow of that you know if i want to like push it too too far away from what they think Oceano is, then it brings us back to a point, a little, a middle ground. But just beyond that, it's the same thing for them. Like I am just like, eh, that might be a little, little not where we're at, but I just mostly try and make sure we retain um, uh, a lot of the past and, you know, from every past album, a little bit of that vibe from every album and then whatever we want to do right now. And I think that kind of keeps it level enough. Well, it's, it's interesting with that scene because if you look at a lot of the biggest bands, right? Whitechapel has changed a lot. Like their new record, they've got shit sounds like Tool. It's fucking, it's really mm-hmm. cool. They're great at it. Uh, uh, Suicide Silence has kind of gone through their crazy journey of, of go- veering way way in a different uh, direction creatively and then kind of coming back with their with their last record job for a cowboy turned into <laughs> more technical death metal band uh, a little more progressive which i think is great like i actually enjoyed their their stuff as, as they as they went on but it seemed like the fan base really wasn't as connected to what to what they were doing um and so you see all these these bands even acacia string right like their new record they have shit sounds like fucking crowbar or like <laughs> kind of more technical metal and and every so everyone's trying to find i think ways to be kind of satisfied in terms of your own creativity and do mm. things that you want to do but you're always having that push and pull with the audience where you go okay i want to do what i want to do but i also don't want to lose these people right yeah you know and, and that's like a tough i think thing for any any artist you know or any band yeah um it's I don't, I don't think that we've ever cared too much, you know, about the, the, I guess like the pushback or the pull from the audience per se, but I just, as long as we, I just, I'm really big personally on at this point being, having gone this far with the band and stuff, I really just want to always do, do right by the OGs. Mm. Um, Cause that's how I always felt with, with the bands that kind of, you know, I know you got to try new things, but as long as there's, you know, nods to the old, the old stuff or, you know, or, or whatever it may be just to make you, make you feel as a fan, like, all right, I'm still on this journey with them, but it's, it's nice that they realize and are, you know, aware that there are people that just want to fuck with the old shit. So kind of just giving them a mix, you know, and, and slowly weaning them into the new, the newer pastures and stuff. Uh, I, I like that personally more, 
and it kind of came from also being humbled because we did do an album that was just like kind of eh, I don't know, bro. You know, so it kind of humbled me. It's like, all right, you know, I owe it to the, you know, they I know what they like out of me and I know that I'm doing it good enough. So why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's your what's your thought on the state of that genre? Are you okay? kind of being associated with that or is it kind of do you is is deathcore a dirty word in your in your mind or are you <laughs> really fine with that it, it's uh, it, it used to be i remember the first interview we did for like earache that was definitely the thing we were like trying to you know, like we're not deathcore we're like death metal you know but it's weird how it comes full circle because I, I i don't think there's any better way to put it mm-hmm. especially with the in the past and present the music that all the members are influenced by it, it fits Perfectly. So, and I, I, nowadays, I think it's kind of just like a swag. It's a swaggy word. It's just like an, it's an alternative to, to death metal, you know, something yeah. that the youth is more keeping alive, you know, and I, I, I like it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking about it because I think there was maybe a period of a couple of years where it seemed to kind of be maybe being pushed to the side a little bit or, or not as cool and then in the last couple of years, it seemed like there's a little comeback with, you know, like Lorna Shores having this whole kind of renaissance and, and breaking out. What's that band from? Uh, I always forget the name of the band from Russia. Uh, uh, Slaughter Prevail. Slaughter Prevails is yeah, like kind of bl- blowing up. So it seems like just when you think it's the same thing with metalcore, I felt like metalcore is like, oh, man, this genre, it's kind of seen its best days. And, uh, and all of a sudden it comes back and it's kind of bigger than ever. So these these uh, these subgenres, they get hyped up and maybe overhyped and and a little Mm. generic and then kind of tamper down and then but they they persist (laughs) yeah yeah it's like i guess uh i think it was trey from dying fetus said this to me and this i i think really brought it all together for just really seeing it for what it is he was like we hadn't seen him in a while and we did a tour and he was like hell yeah man like you know the persistence he said something about you know the persistence just like you know just for the ups and the downs, you know, whether the genre is hot or not, you know, the fact that you're, you're sticking it out through all of that for when that upswing comes, you know, I feel that's when you get the cred and you get appreciated, you know, because I feel like a lot of the early death core, especially with us, you, they, I feel like the metal scene, especially death metal scene, just you get there. They're kind of vetting you all the time. They're always kind of fucking, <laughs> you know, they're always kind of like checking you and like kind of pressing you and, and seeing if you have what it takes to get that, at least the respect, you know, at least the respect. So I, I was looked at it like the moment that the, the lamb goat comments started getting a, com, kind of more fun for me to even read. That's when I was like, all right, all right. We, we, we've been, we've been here. We've been here. <laughs> the Iron Fist Murder is another band that's, that's done really well last few yeah. years. So, so anyone who tried to bury the genre, you, uh, you acted too soon because it's, <laughs> bands are, are doing a lot of these bands are doing better than they than, than they've ever done mm-hmm. um kind of wanted to actually let's let's talk about side hustles since, since that's something you yeah. you you brought up because in in many ways in the last few years i feel like i when i do see you especially in social media online spaces it is has to do with all this whole other world of things you you've been involved <laughs> in i wonder how many people who know you probably know you more from you as a streamer or doing YouTube and, and, and things like that. So how when did you get into streaming, video games, the Black Mario character and all all, all that stuff? Um, it it all it it really all started from two things. 
Um, I always liked games. I just kind of moved on to sports and music, but um, I just needed a fucking hobby, <laughs> you know, for from the all the touring when it really started picking up. It was just like, you know, I just come home, chew with if I have a partner or not, you know, just chill. And that'd be my day. And I was like, you know, just always in my head, I, I was I was raised on this idea, you know, uh, or the saying, like, what was it like? Idle hands is the devil's workshop. Mm. And so I just started knowing it's like, you know, like I'm just starting to feel all this time with like drinking and, and chasing girls and stuff. And I'm, I still did that. But I was like, I need something to like slow it down, you know. <laughs> and yeah. so I just was like, what have I not really like gone hard in the paint with yet? You know, that I've past or present. And I was like games my mom never let me have you know like games i had a few you know but like it was just like i just had a few things i was like let's go hard in that and so i just went in i was like what i just went started getting everything that i didn't have as a kid all the stuff that you know all the adults told me no that i couldn't have and then it just went from there and from that i think uh the the, the community for the band started seeing that and a few people were just like yo check out twitch check out twitch and i didn't listen to them for like a, probably a year or two. Thankfully, I still listened on the early side of it, but eventually I did try it out. And I was like, this is a nice escape from the other side of life. And then I, that's how the Black Marvel character came about, was just like kind of kind of leaning into just, you know, yo, when you when you go to a new school, you can give yourself a nickname. You know, nowadays that's whack, but back in the day, you know, you could do that. It's like that. It's like, this is a new, this is a new hood. I can just give myself a new name, a new personality, and just no one's going to know who I am. And I can, I can, uh, you know, get into a new community and gain the respect of another community through persistence and, you know, and, and just doing, doing the viewers right and stuff. So that's kind of how it all came about. When, when did this happen? What like kind of year or time frame? Oh, uh, that was, I started uh, streaming in 2017 as myself and then for like it was probably rolling for like a few months and i went to black mario and since then i've come back to myself uh because that seems to be what people like <laughs> still once again the full circle yeah and it's so funny because your band in music is like the heaviest darkest most like <laughs> devastating <laughs> and then this other world just seems so wholesome <laughs> it is yeah it is it is quite wholesome i definitely I'm a, I'm a man of of duality and I, I like uh, just a lot of vibes. Like I like being able, you know, walk into one room and the vibe's totally different in the other. And then the next room's still like, I just love just being able to immerse myself in one thing that I'm passionate and obsessed about and then jump to another one and just keep, that's how, that's how the, everything stays fresh and I never get sick of all this shit. You know, it's just, I just keep creating another, another thing that I'm into or finding a new space to be a different type of creative in that space. And it always keeps, you know, the music side and the metal side, you know, it's just always, it's still fun. So how, how have you found the Twitch community i mean just in in general like what's the, what's the vibe over there i think there like there's two there's two like sides to it with it's like you the, the the toxic side rears its head mostly you know behind a computer screen and when you're just you know and it's not that much but it happens and it comes up but when you get to the actual community side i think you know like i went to like twitchcon 2019 it was drastically different. That's where the whole stuff to just 100% pure. There's no, you know, there's no seemingly outward corruption there. And, you know, it's like when it's face to face, it just changes the vibes even more, but even streaming is still, it's still great. You know, I like, it's, it seems like it's like music, you know, the, the, the community that you, you nurture is what you get. 
in return. So I think, you know, if you, as long as you're nurturing, you know, good vibes and, and just, you know, quality content, you're going to kind of get, you know, quality interactions and, and just a good time in return. Well, I mean, maybe you wouldn't be surprised, but um, a lot of the people I've had on the show recently have veered out into streaming, veered out mm -hmm. into YouTube in that I think, you know, so for people listening to my show, maybe I'm, I'm being a little repetitive here, but I think the pandemic has really transformed forever in a good way, the way musicians think about what their job is, essentially, mm -hmm. right? And so I think the, the musicians who are ahead of the curve and really being smart and kind of uh, utilizing their, their time and resources in a good way are, are saying, well, my job is really to be a content creator and that could be 10 different things, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the way generally in the past, our main way to, to connect people was just, we, we make records, we go on tour, right? And, and really the tour was the, hey, I'm gonna meet you, I'm gonna create that, uh, that, that, that relationship. But now everything is social media, every, every, everything all is online. So probably 90% of your connection with people is going to be in those spaces. So if you can really hone it in and, and make that, okay, this is what I'm doing, I just think you're you're just going to have a lot of success, and that's that's what I'm I'm seeing in in general. Um, is that something you've kind of uh, encapsulated? Where now you're like, okay, yeah, I do the band, I do this, but this this other part is probably just as important. Oh, oh yes, um, and it's you know it's been a minute since we've dropped music and stuff. You know, adapting to the COVID and the changing of you know the music industry rollouts and stuff. So I thought that. It kind of did put, I guess, as far as me as a vocalist and a representative of my band, it definitely put me at a, a kind of ahead of that curve to at least understand that I don't have to be one or the other. I can be both. Mm. But then it was really cool to see, you know, once once people had to start adapting and, and becoming into that, uh, the, so, the more the, I guess, the, you know, the social web presence and, you know, like a better YouTube presence and even like a, a live stream presence. It was kind of cool because it's almost like everyone's mind switched that that got it and now we're kind of all here and now we all are like oh, okay you know like i see why the fuck you were doing that you know what i mean like it's different but you know everyone everyone can be here on twitch and youtube and create unique content towards their specific bands community and audience and that's always something i wanted to do but it was really hard to get people on board because you know the the you know like the return on interest to trying to do a fucking you know like youtube vlog or whatever for a band was just nothing it's just nah you know it's nothing you're not getting much more than just views because that was when youtube was younger no one was getting you know like paid off of youtube or anything like that unless you were a huge 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 so it's i think it just really as the content creator you know job title became more validated i think it helped me kind of truly see that like this is the right way to go. And when my band does pop back up, we're going to be better for it now because now everyone is kind of using that type of approach. So mm -hmm. like the fans understand it and see the value in it and, and desire it now too. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, for a year and a half, they really didn't have a choice, right? If they wanted to <laughs> yeah. hang out with their favorite bands or see what they're up to, they had to go 
to you know patreon or twitch or whatever and 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 i think it's actually strengthened the relationship uh it's made the relationship between uh artists and their fans actually more intimate Mm -hmm. um you know maybe you know maybe sometimes a little too intimate some people don't know (laughs) the difference between their real life and uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the public life and all and, and all that uh and, and some fans probably demand too much you know mm. want that access all the time but but yeah I, th- I think ultimately we all just got to roll with the punches right uh what whatever that is and and in some of these ways like i feel like i'm i do the podcast and that's my my main capacity i'm on social media but i'm i, I feel like i do it hesitantly a lot of the time i'm i'm i think I'll I'll be more successful with the more I fully embrace and go like full into things like YouTube and and Twitch and these things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. All right. I'm kind of like I'm talking about it, but I'm almost like motivating myself. Yeah, you're manifesting <laughs> it right now. And, and all the people that are gonna listen, they're gonna hold you to it too. So yeah. you're stuck. You doc with your Twitch, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh before I let you go, I wanted to kind of talk about the new, you know, kind of the new era of, of Oceano, what you're doing musically. So you guys did sign with Sumerian mm-hmm. and, uh, and I was looking at like the streams of the records, man. It's, you guys had streamed pretty damn well. It seems pretty consistent. And um, what is it? What's the kind of future? Is the band still on Sumerian? Is there a record in the works touring, things like that? Yeah. So we, we still, we still are on Sumerian. Um, Thankfully, I'm glad they wanted to hold on to us. <laughs> but um, you know, the pandemic just really fucked shit up, and 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 I think it really also added a lot of confusion. You know, to I don't you know I don't know why my band specifically, you know, but maybe just people were eager for that 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 next album, and it just that pandemic just kind of kicked the kicked us in the fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we definitely we're working on music. I I think the way that things are gonna go is ideally we would like to kind of you know adapt with where um the 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 music industry is going where you know give people music as soon as possible not so much you know take all this you know expanded time to do an album right away because it's been a hot minute um so um i actually did record a song on stream uh well pre-pro uh it was pretty fucking sick (laughs) so that's where we're at i think it's just really compiling songs but for me though the way we've done things has always been rushed and i i really want to use the, the pandemic as a break you know to give those dudes time to relax i've been doing this whole like i can just chill at home that's what i've been doing but you know i wanted like everyone to take a breather um and so we can f- actually like not be rushed for once on the content we're creating and, and the music we're making <clears throat> excuse me and just and just really focus on one song at a time because I, I, there's always every every album we've done, I can listen and be like, ah, fuck, I wish I could have done that. Or ah, mm-hmm. dude, if we would just added that couple extra licks. And so I really just want to take a let everyone take a moment and be like, you know, when everyone's ready to re- to write and create, that's when we create. And and when the song sounds like it's done, then it's done, and then we move on. Not like you know half-assing songs. And I just really want everyone to take their time. So hopefully, you know, if I die in fucking you know a year from now, we put out whether it's one last song or one last album. I'm 100% happy that it's the best representation of the band over all those years. You know, of being rushed in some way that we can finally make what i feel is like you know if it had to be a swan song which it won't 
a swan song, you know, just in case, you know, because the, the whole way of the world has been so unpredictable and shit. And it's like, I don't want to put out some boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 for, for sure. And I, I'm always, I'm definitely the more meticulous mind of wanting to craft things and not, and, and not rush things. Sometimes, listen, something comes together really quick and it's amazing and it's kind of magic, but sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta work that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also uh, I saw some news recently on the PRP it was like, you had a, uh, what was it titled? A trap song or r&b i don't know why they put yeah, R&B. yeah. That was it's like good. it's it's r&b trap like it's just like that that mixture i don't i mean it, it's as i continue to work on that stuff uh it's it's i guess it's really showing me i'm i don't really bound bind myself to one genre per se ever so it's just definitely like the last two i've dropped have been r&b but um it's going to a place that's more just you know a vibe that's that's me singing just because i love singing too but beyond that I'm, I'm even working on some trap metal shit that's screaming and singing you know just right. yeah I, i've just gotten to a place with music and it's i've always felt like the oddball because i've always you know like related to like a prince or a freddie mercury mm-hmm. or you know anyone like that all the greats where it's like they just made music and they did they did crazy shit you didn't expect them to do and stuff like that and that's what i think what really established them as entertainers performers vocalists and all that stuff is showing the versatility so being influenced once again by you know god forbid kill switch engage and all these bands it's like these motherfuckers are doing a lot of shit within this one genre and that's what influenced me from the jump was like if i want to be considered anywhere near great to what i idolized growing up i gotta show everything not just the one or two tricks i got well yeah i was i was looking at in, in that I was just looking on the PRP because I was looking for that article and then I saw a thing with you having acoustic tracks. Then I clicked, <laughs> yeah. I clicked on the link and it was not there. So I couldn't listen to the, the Thank goodness. Stuff. And, then, and then you're talking about, you know, being influenced by Howard and stuff, but have you sang in any Oceano songs? Uh, we did. We've done some like background stuff. We did um, the album incisions. It's I, everyone likes it. Now it's one of those fucking things, man. I dude everyone's like, I love it. I love it. She's like, you're lying. But you know, yeah, it's on that album. There's just, there's little embellishments of, of singing in the background. It's, it's nowhere near where, what, how I can sing now, but it's just, it's there. Yeah. Um, never too in the forefront. I think we did one song that was like in the forefront, but it was, I was going for that more grittier, uh, you know, kind of like undertones with the, the melody. Mm. Um, so it's there, but it was ne- it's not to the same degree or to compare it to like, you know, my R&B stuff. It's not that soulful, you know, and it's, it's it was a little bit more like, I guess, like I was trying to go for like ominous and brooding, you know, like just kind of like a high, high reverb and just, you know, like that kind of shit. Well, it's uh, it's good to know about all these diversity of talents. All right, because there's listen, there's a lot of screamers who who that's all they can do and they can't they don't they they can't stay in pitch and and it's uh it's just very cool and it's, and it's very impressive i want to I hear more of it i like to see people expand oh yeah yeah i definitely have more things planned to show off what i can do that's awesome brother well listen man i want to thank you so much for taking your time to be on the show this has been so much fun uh, you're such a badass i i i uh i admire uh your work and your 
and just your your ability, your talent, and, and everything you do, man. It's just uh, it's an absolute pleasure. I appreciate it. Thanks. Coming from you, it's it's the best thing I can hear from my week. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, yo, take care. Good luck. Is there anything else you want to plug or promote? Anything happening? Yeah, I mean, I say like, you know, don't don't rule us out yet, motherfuckers. Oceano's not dead. We just uh, took some time so we can live our lives and. Uh, get our heads right so that when it is time to tour safely and healthily we'll be there fucking shit up because the shit that scott is writing is it's it's stupid (laughs) in a good way it's good stupid stupid good (laughs) (laughs) all right brother you take care of yourself okay all right take care thanks for having me bye-bye just heard Oceano with their track Lucid Reality from their 2017 album Revelation. I think that's the heaviest mu- music I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you're someone who creates metal, when you hear that, you're like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's not heavy. 
Okay. I need, I need to work on that. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's just, that's what, what goes out. Sometimes you just realize you're soft and you're punk and you should probably retire, you know, just go home, get in your fucking RV and just go, just be somewhere by, by a pond. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that conversation with Adam. You know, it was nice, brisk conversation, you know, short for me, but hopefully enjoyable for the listener, right? We just got right to it. We didn't pussyfoot, dilly dally. Can't think of any other phrases that go, that's a synonym for that. Pussyfoot, what a weird fucking word. Jesus, don't think about that. It'll make you all squirrely. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. Adam is as the man. He's just a, he's just a, a, a good dude. Um, and, uh, what, what else do I got going on? Yeah, I got, I, I'm just behind y'all. All right. Your boy, I got a lot of guitar to play. I got songs I gotta learn. Wedding band show on the 17th. I got to start reviewing those tunes again, even though I just got done rehearsing. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of music in, in my head, but luckily I have a pretty good memory for this stuff. So I tend to, tends to, to stay, but got to be prepared. All right. It's going to be a fun show, but luckily we're going to get some rehearsals in in San Francisco, which is nice. I haven't been to San Francisco in quite some time. So I'm looking forward to that very much. So, and you're going to see Metallica, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool band. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, the show's sold out by the way. So sold out one day. Pretty good. Again, pretty good. Things are looking up. All right, everyone. And that's what I like. I like that things are looking up. I got something to look forward to. I have to say, I am a little worried about this. I'm a crom. <laughs> I love saying that word. I'm a crom. It's like Abercrombie, but but ghetto. I'm a crom. Hey man, you get that from I'm a crom. I'm a crombie. Yeah, the the I'm a crom or Omicron, whatever uh, variant. Which I was listening to this New York Times piece. They're like, yes, it's. It's like the superhero of <laughs> variants. It's like everything that you wished it wasn't. I'm like, that's great. Anyway, we'll see. I just got my booster. And I feel weird as hell today. I feel like I feel like the uh, microchips are really working today. Like I haven't gotten sick anytime I've had any of the, the vaccines. But I just feel weird today. Like very like uh, almost like when you have uh, goosebumps or something or like you're you have like that. Almost like a just like a chill, but it's not like I don't have a I don't have a fever or anything. But I haven't gotten sick from any of the the vaccines. But I definitely feel weird. So, so maybe they were right, you know. Rogan and them and Russell Brand and all them people, and I was wrong. <laughs> I think it's so fun, like funny. Like we're we're all like we're stuck in our ways. So it's like, you know, it's like those dudes who. Like who don't who don't believe in the vaccine, but then they're on their deathbed. And they're like, oh, I should have got it. But then some people are like, nope, they doubling down. So I'll probably be that guy, you know. I'll just be like dying from the vaccine. I'm like, no, it wasn't the vaccine. I'm just unhealthy. <laughs> oh my lord, I don't know why y'all listen to this. If if you're still here, well then, I owe you something, you know, just to. High five in the streets. I guess that's all I, that's all I got to give, baby. All right. 
This is getting super weird. I actually got to watch some basketball tonight. The the Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets. It was an excellent game, even though the Knicks came up short. But we don't have Kevin Durant, so I don't even feel bad. <laughs> but I've been so busy, I haven't even had time to watch some ball. Even and, and every other game, all the people are out. LeBron James plays 40% of the games now. Thanks, LeBron. You know, lazy guy. He's only paid 42,000 minutes over 18 years, you know. I think he deserves a day off, but I'm, I'm not going to let him. All right. I don't think I have anything else left to talk to, talk about, and that's all right. I love all you guys. Tell people about the show, all right? Are you in the holiday spirit? Well, well help me, all right? I'm, I'm just not in the spirit, so I need, I need something. Maybe send me some messages. Tell me what I should do to get in the spirit. We'll see. Anyway, y'all take care. Enjoy the Christmas trees. Mama's out. for a head-bangingly good time dive into the world of heavy metal with the brutally delicious podcast here we don't just talk music we welcome you into our heavy metal family join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars we go beyond the typical interviews exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal so whether you're a die-hard metalhead or just curious join our family and let the head-banging begin with the brutally delicious podcast